Hey everybody, you've reached the Holiday Mayfair podcast. I'm Eric. God damn, I just ruined that. You blew it. You ruined Christmas. I got I got a good up until like the first four words were pretty good. And then the holiday anytime I try to change it up or something, it usually goes awry. Because you're a firm war on Christmas believer. It's it's true. I'm like happy. So you stumble on holiday all the I time. I think I said holiday. I don't even know anymore. It's very confusing. And I don't say it like, a, I, don't, I don't know. I love those people who get knee-jerk angry when you don't say Christmas. And I'm like, I love Christmas. <laughs> I'm not not saying Christmas. I just mentioned holiday. Like, I don't know. And this is Josh. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Wait, who are you again? <laughs> it is Tuesday, December 21st. It's mm. bright and early, 11 a.m. Because I had some chores to do here at the Mayfair. And tricked Eric into coming now so I can multitask this. Yeah, he was like, how about like around 10? And I'm like, oh, that is <laughs> that's pretty. Like, that's like four. Yeah, I know. And it was, I mean, I was here within the 10s. So, I mean, that, I don't know what time. I lost track. The bus was not awful, but there was some, you know, just intense energy, you know, where there's like, there's a couple of dudes in the back who are like, Maybe they're talking on the phone on speaker or they're just oh, being yeah. animated. And like Star like, Trek Four. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't feel like unsafe or anything, but you're just sort of like, this vibe is a lot, you know, and you feel like someone like yells something and you're like, do I need to, because I always have my ear open just in case something goes down or maybe like, I don't know, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm not fighting a guy in the bus, but still, you know, just in well, case. Well, I find now that buses are free in Ottawa for outsiders listening to this. It's the long and short is because... We got a train system. Mm. It went horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, Josh was in charge of it. I was in charge, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they put me in charge. He doesn't do well at this. I was like, well, I've seen a couple train movies. <laughs> yeah. This is good. And it ruined thousands of people's lives who were traveling from suburbia or around downtown or students or whatever. So they went, hey, free buses for December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shut up for a minute. Uh, why don't <laughs> yeah. you just take a free bus? And everything was fine up till now. You're like, it, it wasn't, but okay. Which is cool, but I find, not to profile hooligans, <laughs> but it means hooligans are riding the bus 400% more than usual. Right. And I am one of those hooligans mm. because the other day, I can walk to the Mayfair, no problem from home, but I bus to the Mayfair, bus to go drop off some free movie passes, Ooh. bus to the dollar store, Bust elsewhere, bust back home, just lazy. A lot of busing. A lot of busing. Because you're like, hey, there's a bus. I can take it two blocks because it's free. It's true. I kind of love it in that way. I'm like, wow, this is, we only have another eight days, I guess, of free Horrible. bus. Is so. there anything we can do, like get rid of healthcare <laughs> to, I, to have free buses? Because I, I think that, that equals out. I'm pretty sure, you know. I'm like, now you can take the bus to the hospital and pay. Man, see, that would just be like rolling the dice because Gwen just used a ton of healthcare and insurance and stuff because she busted the hell out of her ankle. Mm. But me, I haven't used healthcare since I got my tonsils out. It's playing that roulette, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, hey, I'm in between uh, eye needles too. I'm getting another one on the 27th oh, yeah. as a belated Christmas gift to my eyeball. I'm getting another <laughs> one. So the good thing is, I guess good is that I have that day off, but the bad news, is, well, it's also a bad movie night. I don't know. I didn't want to be like, no, 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 give me another date because I'm like, they must be jammed, you know, and the 27th already is like in a peak craziness year, you know, or time of year. So I'm just like, I didn't want to be a problem, but I'm just picturing watching bad movies. Maybe it makes the movies better if you can't really see all that well out of your weird needled eyeball. But, you know, it's going to be not a great day off, I think. Can you get a picture of somebody putting a needle in your eyeball? Oh, I don't want to see that. I mean, I, I mean, I could try to do it and not look at it and oh, send man. it to you, but I just, oh, even thinking about it is grotesque. I never thought about it until you said it. And I knew it was out there. Right. I knew these things happened, but then I was just like, that image of it yeah. just slowly coming towards you with 
giallo music playing and at least it's all like they give you all the drops so you can't really see plus like my glasses are off so i'm like i can't it's like an oil painting of terror i guess in a way but it's not like dead and buried or zombie where it's like a <laughs> right. huge big thing it really is from what i can like and again i'm trying not to look at it even if i could but it really seems to be like about a quarter of an inch maybe wow. i don't i haven't i don't know i, I don't want to look i don't want to know and i, I don't want to be involved but i am so and then are yeah. you in an eye patch for a couple days? No, I, I I kind of wish, but no, it's you're just they just send you on That's your it, way. Eh? Oh man! And like in theory, I imagine some people drive home after. I mean, I wouldn't. No, <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Someone must, you know. Like that'd be like driving home after you get your teeth pulled out and you're doped up on dentist all, drugs. All, all the good stuff. What's weird too is like the last guy that I got was the rookie doctor, like the understudy. And, oh no! And he was mostly good but like he kept trying to freeze the eye and then he was uh, holding my uh, eye open with his thumb and forefinger for a long time and to the point where he aggravated under my eyelid and so it puffed out for literally two and a half weeks like shouldn't he be using clockwork orange tools oh he did he did this was before that oh. so so he just he just he was going on for and i could tell he just didn't know if he, he like he obviously didn't want to give me a needle in an unfrozen eye so i get it you're putting in your time but also I'm like, you got my, like when the other guy did it with the, the I would say the real doctor, but when the <laughs> main guy did it, it was like 30 seconds, boom, boom, done. This guy, literally five minutes, then another two minutes. And it was just too, I mean, it's, it was unnatural. And I don't, but I don't want to like get him in trouble or make him feel better or whatever. I'm just, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of hoping I don't get that guy again. But if I do, I'm going to be like, listen, you know, the doctor's not in the room. I just want to let you know, a little too aggressive the last time, you know, a little too much pinchy. Did you open last time with, hey, I co-host a podcast. You oh, should listen next week. Maybe no, maybe I did open with that, and that's why he did it. He's like, I hate the Mayfair podcast. He's <laughs> yeah. like, not a fan at all. Yeah, so that the 27th will be interesting. I'm looking forward to post-Boxing Day horror. Let's talk about more horrible things. Oh, good. These are harrowing times indeed for everybody. The latest turn of events, the latest plot twist in Ottawa and Ontario, and it's different coast to coast. Yeah, it's worse in Quebec, so... Is that... We can be open as we speak, Tuesday, December 21st. This could change in an hour. Yeah. We can be open at up to half capacity. The challenge there is half capacity for us is about 160, but that does not take into account keeping two meters between everybody. So really, we're hovering more around 85. So we can let 85 people in. On top of that fun, we're not allowed to serve popcorn or any food. Which is kind of our mainstay thing. We're kind of known for the popcorn. Yeah. On top of that being everybody loves our popcorn as if it's the greatest food product of all time, which True. it is. Yeah. But everybody knows that joke. For decades, people know that dig at a movie theater is that we don't really make profit off of showing you movies. That's kind of cool. But we're a popcorn dispensary. That's what we make our money off of. So the other day I came in and put caution tape up on leapfrogging rows and then the aisle rows staggered them and i didn't get more specific than that because i think nowadays people can just stay away from each other mm. and plus that leaves a hundred and something seats free so there's even a little bit more leg room it's a weird sliding scale if we get a bunch of groups of four versus 20 solo people we can't really put permanent placement down it's mm -hmm. easier just to say stay away from each other and people are good at that and then Monday night, we had our worst night in years. Oh, God. It just happens sometimes. But it was a bad night for it to happen because I was already sad. And oh. this just made me more sad because we had 
eight to ten people per show, three shows in a row. Why are you making Josh sad, everyone? Come on. This is the Christmas holiday season. But it's just because I was lamenting with our friends at Black Squirrel, and we're just both kind of gallows humors laughing at this, because what are you going to do? That people seem to be having a sense of real lockdown right now again, staying home, not doing stuff. And I've heard a couple other things of people going out to certain events that were just ghost town. Mm -hmm. If we could have sold popcorn to those 30 people who showed up, that would have at least put us a few more steps towards a break-even night. Right. But, yeah, and it is, it's just, what are you going to do? And it's not the worst-case scenario. And what does make me feel better and what does get me choked up and everyone, all of my friends tease me because I'm a crier, is just the goodness of social media and people concerned and people saying what they can do and people coming in and buying lots of gift cards and all that kind of stuff. And the other day, one of our super fans pointed out to me that a movie theater in Armprior, which I've never been to, it's... I think about an hour drive away, 45 mm -hmm. minute drive away, was in trouble. And somebody, one of their fans, which I think is an even better story, started a GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even the group. It was just a fan started. And they were looking to raise 12 grand and very quickly raised 24 grand. Yeah, it's in the same day, like first yeah. day. And I like to think a number of that was our Mayfair patrons throwing a couple dollars here and there because I put it on all our social media and it, and it got some nice retweets and such. So mm. you see that and that hits you with the it's a wonderful life stuff. Oh yeah, even reading the comments from the people who had donated on that page because I've never been there either but just I was getting kind of misty just reading because people were like, oh, I've been going here since the 80s or 90s, you know, and like so many members, like exactly the stuff people say about this place. You yeah. Know? And I'm just like, I was like, oh, I want to go there. Like it just Now it. I want to go there. Like <laughs> yeah, right? do a road trip because- they're 1919. Yeah. So they're older than we are. Like, I asked my mom, because we have have friends who lived in the country and stuff, and I asked my mom, I'm like, have I ever been to the Armprior Theater? And she's like, I don't think so. And she said, we've been to Renfrew, we've been to this other one in Quebec, and this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But it looks like a lovely place with clearly some caring patrons. And you see that, and that makes me... You don't want to have rose-colored glasses all the time, yeah. because this is all very hard, and you got to do a lot of hard work to stay afloat. And I'm not leaning back or anything, but there is a sense that if we put out the danger flag, we would have people going out of their way to buy some more plaques and do some rentals for the summer and buy a bunch of gift cards and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, And we did just get a bunch of... It's so funny, running an independent businesses like this, we got a very nice grant from Telefilm Canada. Oh, awesome. Very nice grant. And <laughs> we joke, you know, like... Hey, monocles and top hats for everybody. <laughs> and that happens just when we go back to less than 50% capacity and can't sell popcorn for a month or whatever yeah. this is going to be. I don't want to say that. I just said a month. Now it's going to be six months. You should have said two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> no, I should have said a year, and then we'd be happy that it was only a month. Oh, God. But then if it was a year, you'd be like, God, that was depressing <laughs> God, as hell. so complicated. Oh. So anyhow, that's where we stand now. It is stressful, and it is hard. But the Mayfair patrons are just something else. I joke because this is a geeky reference, shockingly. There's a moment in one of the Avengers movies where Natasha is talking with Bruce. Where Black Widow is talking with Hulk. They're on a first-name basis That's with fair. me. That's fair, yeah. So are you. <laughs> yeah. She says something about, oh, how do you hide your anger? And he kind of smirks and he goes, well, that's my secret. I'm always angry. But Bruce Banner seems to be this nice, bumbling, friendly guy. 
And I'm a nice, friendly, bumbling guy. <laughs> Who's always angry. No, I'm always stressed. <laughs> I'm always stressed because I was talking with someone at Targ and they're like, yeah, owning an independent business is on your day off. You're still answering social media and answering emails and thinking about next week's schedule, doing up some posters, figuring out some ad revenue. You just don't stop. Yeah. That's why sometimes you can see, and I really believe it. Sometimes you see a celebrity or somebody say, and you, sometimes they walk away. You'll see, see someone who walks away and just lives that simple life. Funnily enough, Gwen and I were talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas for some reason. Oh, weird. Because I said, unlike Macaulay Culkin, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is gone. Yeah, I think he was in like one episode of Last Man Standing as a favor to Tim Allen or something like that, you know. But like, literally, yeah, he's just turned his back on it. And I think that's what he did. Is I think he had enough money in the bank, but I think he was just like, oh, this is easier doing this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I dream of... Wow, if I just had a job, if I was just going to work and not the boss, you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. But then the trade-off is you don't get to go in a cinema and you don't get to sneak in and have fun with your friends and watch movies Mm -hmm. and do interviews with cool people and meet awesome people like Greg Sestero and Lloyd Kaufman and all this kind of stuff. I wouldn't trade it, but that's the catch. You're just always stressed. Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, it's such a magical place, you know, even, well, you know, I was gonna say even with all this going on, but maybe almost in spite of that, like, it's just, you know, this kind of makes you appreciate it even more, even though, yeah, there's, it's not desperate times. I don't know. The wording is bad, but like, it's just every every week is an adventure, you know, not always a great one. But at the end of the day, it's just like means so much to so many people, ourselves included. That, you know, that really does kind of like push you. I mean, easy for me to say because I'm not, you're way more stressed than I am. Right. About this, but like, you know, that really does help you push through and realize how important something like this is. And before all this happened, we were very lucky. Mayfair was on a roll. We had shown Parasite for like, what was it? I always forget. Oh, 17 weeks in a row? It was, it was a crazy, crazy It was number. like the 1980s of showing a movie. Like yeah. you don't show a movie for four months nowadays. And... Every sign was that we were going to play it for another month. We were mm. going to get up to like 22 weeks or something. Yeah. So that happened a few months before. Rocky Horror was gangbusters. We sold out six shows in a row of Rocky Horror. We had all these special events happen that were great. We were doing all kinds of rentals. So we had a nice little nest egg when we had to shut down for months and months and months. And there's just this sense of, there's a sense of disaster of people saying, oh, no one's ever going to leave the house again. I do not think that is true, and I think movie theaters will live on. And even now, there's this... The news media has to talk about negative things. It's something interesting to read about. So the latest Spider-Man just made a bazillion dollars. Yeah, insane numbers. Which is good news for Sony, for Marvel, for multiplexes. But then there's this negativity where they're like, but no one else went to other movies that week, and people are only going to big movies. And I'm just like, I don't think that's true, Because you look at just in the before times, there was movies like Lady Bird, like Parasite, like the new Halloween, Mm -hmm. low budget movies that made a bunch of money. Yeah. And people seem to forget when you're in the midst of a tornado like this, but go back to the 70s. People panicked when stuff like Jaws and The Godfather and Star Wars came out. And I've read these articles for the exact same reason. They were like, oh, it's going to ruin Hollywood. People are only going to care about these blockbusters. And guess what? In the 70s and 80s and 90s, there was a bunch of cool, successful independent films. So I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, no, but it's interesting that, you know, with all the people getting caught up and, you know, blockbusters, nobody's going to smaller things. 
but like the siphoning of talent and budget that's going into like tv or streaming you know aka new tv is kind of inspiring in a way because it's not there isn't just this one thing where it's like sure people are going to go to marvel stuff people are going to go to star wars stuff that's in theaters but we're not in the same position that we were 20 30 years ago where you're just like certain things had budgets then but just the amount of quality tv that comes out now it's just it's not this tossed off you know nobody cares about this aspect it's almost becoming i don't want to say more important than movies but i mean it's it's almost it's especially because of the pandemic it's taken a front seat in terms of how content is created i think yeah i always joke about when well before i was around but when i was a kid there was say reruns of stuff like gilligan's island and that kind of thing and you look at Gilligan's Island and you're like, <laughs> the only reason you were on for however long you were on for, I think a while, yeah. six years, seven years, yeah. is because there was nothing else on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was it. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, I used to watch the reruns at like four o'clock or whatever, you know, whatever channel it was. Yeah. You know, it, it's goofy and fun. I didn't take as much of a liking to it as I did like 60s Batman or Get Smart or something like that. But yeah, like it's, it's so funny to see a show like that nowadays. Because it's not even, even like Leave it to Beaver, you can still enjoy for what it was. But like Gilligan's Island, you're like, okay, so this is basically the same episode every time <laughs> yeah, for a hundred times. Like, let me guess, you don't get off the island, right? You know, like it's just. But nowadays, I'll just recommend this quick because we don't want to recommend TV too much because no. we're still here. But we stumbled on, I don't know where I heard about this show, but it's called Elves. And it's a horror Christmas miniseries right. from Norway, I think. That seems right. And it's really good. So, yes, it's a TV series, but pay attention to the talent because then they might go make a movie afterwards or something like that. And it's not the movie called Elves, which was starring Grizzly Adams, 19, no. 1989. <laughs> this is like a present day, I think, 2020, 2021. Hmm. Like a family goes on vacation on a island and there's elves there. Scary little elves. Man, no, I've never even heard of it. Or, or maybe I have heard of it, and I thought it was the Grizzly Adams movie that they were talking <laughs> yeah. about. I'm like, which is also, that's a, I can't recommend that, but you know, it's, it's, it's seasonal. The other funny thing we watched, and it's because someone went on the Mayfair Twitter and said, go watch this. It reminds me of something that would have been in a Mayfair Saturday morning cartoon programming. Mm -hmm. And it's on Tubi, so it's easy to watch. It's called... Was it called Jingle Bell Rap? Oh, no. And it's a 1990, and it looks earlier than that, but a 1990 half-hour Christmas special about rapping cartoon dogs. Like rapping paper or rapping hip-hop? Rapping hip-hop. Okay. I don't know if I'm happier or That probably makes it even more problematic. <laughs> yeah. But like a, where are my dogs at? And you're like, please stop. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need this. But you watch that, and you're like, wow, this got made. This got greenlit. This got a budget. <laughs> like, it's fascinating. But I, I, I need to watch this now. I yeah, guess. I was going to, I was going to send you a message because I was going to say bad news. I watched something terrible, but now mm. I'm going to tell you about it, and you have to watch it as part of your bad movie festive movie night. It's only 22 minutes, so you can watch it before a bad movie. True. Easy enough. But well, I was going to watch Silent Night Deadly Night two tonight as an annual tradition. So yeah, I mean that could be a pre thing before that. <laughs> it's so weird, and it's hand drawn Saturday morning bad animation. But it got made, and it's just like, this stuff that's just out there that's lost, sometimes deservedly, but that is getting put onto Tubi or getting discovered by Vinegar Syndrome or whatever. Yeah. And you just think that nobody's probably watched this cartoon in 30 years. It probably, when it came out in 1990, a bunch of dumb kids were like, hey, a cartoon. 
Yeah. But it maybe was never on VHS. And it was probably done as a back-end pilot to be like, hey, we want to make a series out of this. And then it just never happened. But also funny because that's like right on the cusp of the golden era of hip hop, which is not a coincidence, I'm sure. But just, right. you know, like 87 to 95, basically. And 87 is a little uh, generous. But yeah. Oh, maybe I mean, there's some cool trivia. Like somebody who wrote one of those songs went on to do something good. I just can't, like, I, I can't imagine that this is going to be. Wait, is, what's it called? Jingle Bell Rap? Jingle Bell Rap. Okay. It's yeah. on Tubi. I'm going to have to look into this later. I was going to make a note for myself. Uh, but <laughs> Watch Jingle Bell Rap. I just can't. I don't even know what to expect now. I have a whole version of my head based on the last two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we'll see. It can't be worse. Okay, so let us chat about our movies upcoming starting on Christmas Eve, starting on Ooh. Friday, December 24th. It's a weird schedule on top of all the other weirdness going on. Just because the way Christmas and New Year's falls this year is that we have Christmas Eve on a Friday. Sometimes people get essentially, I don't know how people with real jobs are, how your schedule yeah, is. Because, I can tell you. Because sometimes you get, oh, if Christmas yeah. or Christmas Eve is on a Monday, Tuesday, then it's a four-day weekend. Yeah, that's what I, I get. See, now I just feel bad. You're making me feel like I'm bragging or something. <laughs> yeah. but, but but my first day off, I get an eye needle, so it balances <laughs> yeah, out. So. That's in the contract. Exactly. So the 24th, most people get off around noon, but if you stay the whole day, then you get a future day off. That's kind of the right. deal, because nobody wants to stay the whole day. Originally, I said I would, and now I don't have to, which is kind of nice, you know. Also, I guess that the Mayfair staff party was supposed to be the night before, but we'll see if we're even allowed. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't, are bars open? I don't know what's I, going on. I think at the moment, that's I'm just like, come on, it's, we're so close. Like, let's just get through this. But then, yeah, like, so the 27th, 28th is off because it fell on the weekend, I think, basically, which I guess is the Monday, Tuesday, I'm, I'm assuming. You yes. should know that. You're, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you're the date man. You know all this stuff. Yeah. Christmas is a Saturday. Boxing Day is a Sunday. Right. So we get the 27th, 28th off. And then it's the same thing on the 31st. It's like, yeah, most people off at noon. I am doing the whole day on that day because it's like, I don't know. What's who, you know, who's, are people celebrating New Year's? Like, what's even <laughs> yeah. a thing anymore, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a big party on Parliament Hill. <laughs> no, no. And, and usually we would go for a second Christmas in my uh, brother's place at Kingston. But that's officially been canceled. I figured it would be because no one's talking about it. And it's a, like a week away. <laughs> yeah. But usually they would have that on the first at noon or even earlier than noon. I'm just like, you know, I know you guys have kids, but some people still like to do a New Year's thing. But anyways, not us this year or anyone. So, yeah. So and then I think it's the same thing. We'll, we would get like the third and fourth off or something, whatever the Monday, Tuesday is. So it is weird, but good, I guess. If you weren't getting eye needles, it would have been a nice time <laughs> yeah. off. But I am. Yeah. So we have basically we have one day and then two days off and then some more screenings. So it's, it's a weird little hiccup on our schedule. But we have three movies just because of that hole in the schedule. We didn't book anything extra. We have The French Dispatch back for a second mm. week. I haven't seen it yet, but I will during this run. I love Wes Anderson. I know some people who don't. Mm -hmm. I love the trailer. I love the look of it. Yeah. And there's a scene where I think Bill Murray is the editor-in-chief of the magazine. Mm -hmm. And somebody comes in in a panic and he stops them and he points at a sign. And right above the door, there's this little... No crying text on the wall. We need that here. I leaned over to Gwen and I'm At like, point. I want to put that up somewhere. And she goes, I can make that happen. So either here in the office or yeah. in the box office, we're going to stencil in a little no crying yeah. in tribute to Bill Murray. Not a Christmas movie, but I think you mentioned it. Like a good PG style. Mm -hmm. You could bring grandma. You can bring, you could bring a 12-year-old, mm -hmm. you know, a good kind of 
Christmas Eve watch or New Year's Day watch kind of a movie. So we have that over the holidays. Yeah, it's got Christmas vibes in the sense that it's like, you know, there's there's, there's a lot going on and there's maybe Santa's <laughs> in it. I don't know. Come see. Who knows? Yeah. Then we have a new film, a documentary called Julia, about Julia Childs. Mm. And this comes from the same team that did the very highly acclaimed RBG movie oh, yeah. a couple years back. Well, we have that poster framed at home. Oh, so, yeah? So that's, I mean, I'm sure the filmmakers can hear this right now. So thank you for that great poster and documentary. This is a fascinating character. Like myself, I'm not a foodie kind of person. I've never watched an episode of Julia Child's TV show or read a book or anything, but she's really a giant, iconic character mm -hmm. in both television and the food industry, and that she was a very powerful woman in television when there weren't a lot of those at that time. So I'm sure this will be a very interesting documentary, and another one kind of like The French Dispatch, not mm -hmm. holiday theme, but something nice you can kind of come to with the family and I think has a lot of humor in it and a lot of inspiration in it. Yeah, there's probably at least one Christmas scene. In there's there. gotta be, right? Like, they're, they've been showing that show for so long. Like, there must be a clip from Christmas. There's gotta be a scene of her making the Christmas turkey in there. Yeah, or like cookies or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna guarantee it. I mean, again, <laughs> come find out. <laughs> yeah. Then, a classic sci-fi horror film. And again, I, I like how we have diversity even in when we just show three different films. Mm-hmm. So we have a documentary, we have a new Wes Anderson movie, and then we have 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Arguably the best version of that story. And a movie to point at to go, see, remakes aren't all bad. Yeah, and I I like pretty much all the, you know, I'm I'm so-so on the newest one with uh, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig, I think it was. Uh, what was that called? 2004. That was just The Invasion? The Invasion, yeah. I knew they, they did that thing of like, People don't like syllables. Yeah. We got to make this shorter. Yeah, or they're just like, oh, you know, we we don't want them to know we're remaking it a third time. You know, we'll just call it a slightly different thing. Yeah, but it was like it was fine. It was perfectly fine. But the original, I love. Obviously, it's great. The paranoia is amazing. Yeah, and like it's so well done. The '78 one is it probably is the best one. I really like the '93 version because it's like it's a horror movie. It's just a straight up horror movie. You know, it's not prestigious as the '78 or even the '54, but it's just it's got a cool B movie angle to it, and it's very almost like the puppet masters or one of those type movies you know where it was just like more like sci-fi-ish horror but can't hold a candle to the others but it's just you know for what it is it was fun but like people always the 78 one whenever anyone well not you know anyone but most people when they talk about this series that's the one they point to and by point to you know that always makes me think of him pointing at <laughs> yeah. people doing the noise spoiler yeah but you know well and i don't know what noise maybe by noise i meant like hi or i like him talking about it you totally sounded like you were on a wine podcast yeah and also i point <laughs> i did point you yeah. know to be clear <laughs> it's an impossible it's one of those movies that like planet of the apes mm -hmm. everybody kind of knows certain iconic images in it i imagine there might be people coming who don't know anything mm -hmm. but I won't even say the actor or character's name, but that image is everywhere. If right. you Google Invasion of the Body Snatchers 1978, the first one that comes up is the kind of spoiler at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. That's the first one that comes up. Yeah. So akin to Planet of the Apes, where everybody, as I say, I remember watching it on VHS, in which the Statue of Liberty is on the VHS box. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Yeah. But... If I am remembering this correctly, and I think I am, I first saw this on Elwi Yos Saturday Night at the Movies on TV Ontario, the amazing, iconic, long-running 
TV program mm-hmm. that showed a double bill every Saturday night and had interviews around it. And talk about TV and big screen being hand in hand. Yeah. I don't think that ever ruined people wanting to go see a movie. No. Watching Elwi Yost on Saturday nights. Elwi was around for decades, and I must have watched it when I was like 10 or 12 or something. It was probably on around Halloween. And I remember that ending scaring me to death. Yeah. Like, and it's not gory, and it's not a jump scare, but it's that actor and that scene, and it is scary. Yeah, the sound especially is just really upsetting. I won't try doing the sound. No. I really want to try, but I can't really remember how it is. It's like... Rah! And it's so cool because <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is in this movie, Donald Sutherland, Leonard Nimoy, some really neat people are in this movie in 78. So this is... Was this before he came back to Spock? It was, right? Wasn't yeah, Motion Picture was 79? Yeah, yeah. So before he came back to Spock, a very young Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, very. Like early 20s, maybe? Like Good double bit with the fly, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the sense that they're both great. And he's in <laughs> two Goldblum. great sci-fi horror remakes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least two. He could be in some other one we don't know about, you know? Open up that email I sent you. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you open up this gift I'm about to oh, send you. Oh, he got me a gift. Oh, it's wrapped. I can't open it. It's wrapped in Star Wars wrapping Star paper. Star Wars wrapping. <laughs> I spent money on that. Special effects. Oh, oh sound effects. I'm not going to lie to you. They had the, at Junkatoo, they had the wrapping paper for like 50 oh, cents. Oh, snap. Yeah. This is amazing. That's right. It's a double. So I've got a Evil Dead cup holder. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 cup holder. The Important. skull. With the eyeballs. And I mean, it's not really a cup holder. I just put the cup in it, but you could put anything in there. But I know Evil Dead 2 is your jam, you know? And then it's a Kermit the Frog Great Muppet Caper glass, which I don't have. No, that is the missing glass that you are only missing one glass. It's that wow. one. And I remember from a podcast a year ago, you said, oh, the only one I'm missing is Kermit on the bicycle. So I went on eBay, got it sent to my friend in LA who sent it to me. Whoa. And I've been holding on to it for like nine months waiting to give That's this to amazing. you. That's amazing. I'm really like hyping it up as like about how great I am. How great still, I mortgaged the house. Yeah. Emily didn't get any presents. It's really hard, you know, like keep that going. Like I, I'm like, man, I'm so excited. And I kept being nervous that you would go somewhere and find it. Oh, nerds I, are the worst to buy stuff for because we keep buying things. Nostalgia warehouse and stuff, you know. Now I'm looking at this. What am I looking at? Okay, looking I sent you an art. email. And there's four images on there. Oh, shoot. I try not to swear on the podcast. He never said I can't, but I'm like, I always yeah. picture like my family. They're like, this is the first one we're listening to as a family. We have to save up the non-swearings for when Lee visits. Yeah. Oh, man. He uses them all up before he describes it. So I'm looking at four, uh, what I would say are comic covers. I could yes. be wrong. Uh, we got two separate ones for Turbo Kid, which is amazing, as we, you know, and uh, Friends of the Mayfair created that. And also two for Willy's Wonderland, what some would say was the Nicolas Cage event of the year. Some would say. So I ordered you the two Turbo Kid comics. Which I didn't even know existed. And the two Willy's Wonderland comics. Which I only thought there was one of, so I'm even like more and more shocked on that. And I think they're on that big boat that crashed, (laughs) and (laughs) that's why we haven't gotten it yet. So it's on its way. So that's like a tease. So I sent you an email of, here's what you got for Christmas. (laughs) Someday. <laughs> Someday. And it looks like the two Willy, uh, the, they connect, it looks yeah. like. So I think that's going to be like a gatefold type thing. And I believe they are both two-issue, strangely, two-issue miniseries, which doesn't usually happen. Usually no. they just make a big fat one comic or it's a three or four-issue miniseries. Man. 
But so as soon as I get those, you'll get Oof, those. That's intense. Hey, thanks. I mean, the other thing too, it'd be a lot funnier if like you didn't actually do anything and you just sent these for <laughs> and you're like, oh, ah, yeah. they got lost, I guess. Oh, well. Yeah. Like a year later, you're like, hey, did those <laughs> comics come yet? I'm like, oh, no, not yet. I tried. <laughs> I what can tried. you do? Oh man, that's going to be amazing. And it's funny because like I kind of, I forgot that the Willy's Wonderland existed. Like not the movie, but the yeah. comics. I totally forgot that that was even a thing. But not you. You're Mr. Comic. So they should be on their way. But every time I see a joke about that, because what, like, you know, I don't know how the world works, but I know, like, a big boat crashed and everyone's Christmas presents are on that boat. And that's why now when you go to a grocery store, there's no Frosted Flakes on the shelf. That and also people hate Kellogg's. Yeah. Because they fired all their workers, you know, but still, but it's mostly the uh, supply chain. <laughs> the supply chain. I was looking for that word, supply chain. Yeah. So your comic books are lost in the supply chain somewhere. But it's going to be worth it. And, and yeah. I'm like, I'm now I'm totally set. I mean, I can, I'm just, I like the idea of it because now it'll be like two gifts in a way. Because like now I have yeah. the idea in my head, but then when they actually come, I'll be like, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. And they'll probably come, like, I'll probably get like, two of them at once so i'll give those to you like in a few weeks and then another one will come in a few weeks after that and it'll be like it's the gift it's like the jam of the month club oh man <laughs> but sounds... it's the comic of the comic of the delayed club it's just what we need and i can read them to you as well i'm gonna be so paranoid about getting this glass home now it's i gotta be honest it was in like um like bubble wrap yeah. up until today and i thought about like bringing the bubble wrap but i'm like nah i'm sure he won't break it on the way home i'll just wrap it up in some stuff in my backpack it's a tumbler in the sense that it tumbled out of his hands and smashed to pieces. I'm going to use it at Christmas time, just in principle. And you can't break any of them now. You have the full set. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love I love glasses. The last one I remember is glasses for J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Oh, man. Which was 2009. Yeah, yeah. So I could be wrong, but that's the last ones that I own. Since then, you get like some plastic stuff at the multiplexes, right. but they're not as cool. Not at all. So let's start wrapping this up. I wish you and I could stick around here and watch a secret movie, but I've got so much to do. It's bad. It's as, a bad time of year. <laughs> as the Christmas season approaches, or sorry, I got so much to do as Christmas Day approaches and just all this Mayfair junk. Yeah, but, uh, it never ends. But yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. We very much appreciate every bit of goodwill out there on social media. We very much appreciate you visiting during these aforementioned harrowing times. We hope for better days ahead. Hopefully this current semi-lockdown won't last too long. Everybody go out there and get your third and fourth and fifth shots. I'm going to get as many as I can. Yeah, do as many shots as you can for Christmas. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yes. You can find us at MayfairTheater.ca, of course, and all the social media stuff. And we'll be back here next week with another Mayfair Theater podcast. Hooray. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Oh, and I forgot to mention, yesterday was the 75th anniversary of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. But also the 25th anniversary of Scream, which came out 50 years to the day after It's a Wonderful Life. The same movie. Yeah. What are the odds? Very similar <laughs> films. Hooray. From deep space. A space flower? Why not a space flower? The seed is planted. Why do we always expect metal ships? It smells lovely. Put it down, Jack. Terror grows. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, rated PG. Starts this week at a theater near you.